Welcome to episode two of Ridiculous Entertainment. Uh, my name is Tim, your host, and today we're going to go into episode two of Watchmen, as promised, of course. This episode's a little different than the first one. Uh, there are fewer Easter eggs. It's more of a story, uh, beginning, middle, and end. Uh, less posters in the background and, and pictures and names and stuff like that. It does answer a few questions, um, <clears throat> but let's just get into it. Uh, basically, the show opens on... A scene from World War II where a German leader, he's writing a flyer for uh, African-American soldiers serving for Americans. Now, obviously, we were not great to those people and still some would argue that we're not. That being said, my initial thought was just, don't do it, African-Americans. Uh, you know, they didn't even like white people with brown hair. You, you, you're not going to fit in. They're not going to take kindly to you. They're just lying. And uh, yeah, just don't do it. Uh, after that, we come back to Tulsa, and uh, we are met face-to-face -face with the killer of Chief Judd, and that is uh, the character in the wheelchair. She basically rips him out of the chair, drags him back to her pretend bakery. I mean, how long is that front going to last? Sooner or later, people are going to be like, hey, motherfucker, will you give me a biscuit? Can I have some coffee? Where are the donuts? Can I have a donut, please? Uh, but anyways, she takes him back there and, uh, you know, she puts him down in the chair, goes back to the, goes back to her private place and starts crying. Comes back in the room with a cup of coffee. Now I take huge issue with this. This man, old or not, feeble or not, has just murdered your best friend. And you, your first move is to bring him a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee is a treat that you bring guests into your home that you hope will return someday. The only way you should be having this man back to your home is if his head is in a bag. I mean, this is a problem for me. I mean, this just goes against the rules of hospitality. You should be waterboarding this old bastard. He is a not nice guy. He killed Don Johnson. After the coffee incident, uh, she gets a phone call from Looking Glass stating that what she already knows is that Don Johnson's been murdered. And uh, she arrives on scene. Looking Glass hops in the car and... You know, I don't know if he means to interrogate her or if it's just his nature, but that's what he does. He just starts to interrogate her. But if we think about it, I don't really feel like it's an interrogation. I feel like he's a little pissed off because he finds out that Angela has had a party the night prior and he wasn't invited to it. He wasn't. In he's just upset. He doesn't feel like he should be the pariah of the group. He wants to be the life of the party. He wants to be the motherfucker singing songs. He is lonely as fuck, one might say. But... You gotta think that he does it to himself. Even before I saw the scene later on in the episode, I can only picture this man with the mask on. You know, he pulls it over his face to brush his teeth a little bit and shit like that. And later on in the episode, we see him watching American Hero Story, this tale of the Minuteman, and he is about to have dinner like a civilized human, and he just barely pulls the mask up over his mouth so he can shovel a few bits of food down his face. This, if anything, is hurting your secret identity because if you're wearing the mask in your house... That the people know that Looking Glass lives at that house. They don't care if he's a redneck and bred fuck. They just know that it, Looking Glass lives in that house. So after the interrogation uh, between Looking Glass and Angela, we see that uh, a man who appears to be flying has now crashed into the roof of Angela's dope car. By the way, it's a sweet ride. And he appears kind of like from the back. He kind of looks like a parademon from Justice League. You know what I'm talking about. Uh... And, he, and on further uh, review, he is a member of the press. Now, this has me wondering. Why the fuck would you choose that 
as your way to sneakily obtain photos that the officers of the law do not want for you to have. It's pretty obvious when you're chilling at your house or chilling wherever and you look outside and there's just a motherfucker flying in the sky that he's probably doing something he shouldn't have, especially in a world where that's not typical. And uh, it just doesn't make sense, you know? So, of course, they rip them out of the sky, which, why would you not? You see a six-foot-tall parademon, you shoot to kill. They're just tasing him. Yeah, that's a mistake. You shoot to kill. After the attack of the parademon press people, we have a little power struggle, and the red guy, the guy in the red, yeah, I don't know what his name is. He's wearing a red jumpsuit with a red ski mask. Cool costume, bro. Anyways, um, he kind of takes control, and they go to Nixonville, the trailer park. Weird name. We went over it last episode. Check it out. Watchmen episode one. The ridiculous Watchmen episode one episode. Um... And it's Nixonville, after President Nixon, obviously. He is their hero. Captain Red Dude, whatever the fuck his name is, his threat to the people of Nixonville is that if they do not come peacefully, he is going to rip down the statue of President Nixon. Now, that's not cool, first off. You know, you just can't be breaking people's stuff. It's not very nice. It doesn't seem fair. Uh, But I think that's funny that that's the threat he goes with. Not, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. We'll kill you. We'll bomb you. We'll murk you. No, I'm going to rip down President Nixon. You know, he did a good enough job doing that to himself. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Maybe not in this universe, I guess. So I I just think that's a a little bit of an odd threat. Of course, he starts doing the countdown, 10, 9, 8, you know, et cetera, and so forth. And by the time he gets to 3, somebody throws shit at him, and then he just murders them all, or the cops, basically. They don't murder them all, but they beat the living piss out of every single one of them. They will be eating from straws. So we go a little further into the episode, and Angela is doing a little detective work. She's detecting shit. Uh, She goes into what appears to be a museum. You go to the back. And there's, like, this place where you can get your DNA tested to see if you are eligible for tax handouts. Uh, and, and I shouldn't call them handouts because I think that has negative implications. Again, don't care. Uh, but also, it seems like they probably are... It's a good thing that we're helping these people out after we or after the white people murdered their entire civilization, it seems like. Or this entire town filled with black people. They were just murdered. Anyways. Uh, <clears throat> but they go to the back of the museum, and there's, like, this uh, kiosk. And... Finally, it, what the kiosk does is it tests your DNA, DNA to see if you're eligible for them. So my first thought is, yes, it is a government-ran kiosk, but they have to be working with Ancestry.com. Uh, that has to be just a huge boon for whoever landed that contract. You know, it's just going to be a big win for him and his family, I think. Uh, they, I think they're going to be sitting pretty. At the end of his career, he's going he's gonna to get a nice send-off, you know, they're going to give him a, a nice little package, retirement package, because he landed the Redfordation's Ancestry.com merger. Uh, so good for them. A little bit later, we, uh, we go into the home of Angela, where sh- uh, her husband and her child are watching television. And it's the American Hero Story uh, show, which basically tells, I think it's going to detail the minute, and so far we've only seen Hooded Justice, but uh, it shows a scene where like six or seven guys are strolling down the streets. It looks like the 20s, maybe the 30s. And uh, they just rob this grocery store, which, okay, you can do what you want. Rob the fucking grocery store. But you took six guys, a bunch of guns. Do do you think there's a lot of money in that? It's a little bitty grocery store. You know, he's not robbing Super Kmart or Super Walmart or Super whatever the fuck. You know, do you think this is a good idea? And just happens to be, no, it's a bad idea. 
because there's no safe, you dipshit. You should have looked. You should have done some recon. You should have seen if there's a safe in there or else, you know, where's the money? He's not putting it in his pockets. If it's, if it's a substantial amount of money, he's not putting the money in his pockets. He would have a safe. So the guy's broke as shit, and you're just being a dick. Uh, but anyways, it's a bad idea furthermore because uh, through the window crashes Hooded Justice. My first concern with Hooded Justice doing this is use the door, dick. You know, you just cost that shop owner like $1,000. You know, it's the 20s, so it's probably like 20 bucks, uh, but still, substantial amount of coin. Secondly, you know, the guy starts shooting at him, so he uses one guy as a, as a shield, a bullet shield, to absorb some gunfire. And that's all good, uh, but then he's down to the last guy, and he's obviously got him incapacitated, and he slams his head, slams his head, hits him over the head with a cash register. I think you're taking it a bit too far here, Hood of Justice. You're kind of being a dick. If I'm honest with you, I don't think use of force to that point was justified. You're kind of being an asshole. So that's just my impression of that situation. A little later on, we go to uh, Chief Judd. I haven't called him that once. So I don't. We go to Don Johnson's house. Don Johnson's dead, but it's still his house in legal name. Uh, we go to Don Johnson's house and chill in there with Don Johnson's wife, is Senator Keene. Senator Keene seems like a nice man. He's very polite. Sends help when help's needed. Shit like that. That being said, his first name is Joe, which is just absurd. What kind of asshole parents you got? Your name's Joe Keen. Joe Keen. You know, I, I just, nobody's ever going to take you seriously. Your name's Joe Keen. Uh, but after a little bit at the party, you know, she walks away from Joe Keen. What a dipshit. Walks away from Joe Keen, goes upstairs. Well, she's actually helped upstairs because she pretends to faint. And her pretending to faint is some kind of ruse so she can go upstairs and steal clothing from her dead friend. It's just absurd. She, she, she brings these goggles along. It's, it's a contrived way for her to go upstairs and just steal some clothes. You know, clothes aren't that expensive, Angela. Just, just go to the store. Where are you going to steal some clothes? It's ridiculous. So later, we go to wherever Ozymandias is, and I presume at this point he's being held. He's being held there against his will. It's a weird place. There's tomatoes growing on trees. I don't know who created this world, but I think there, he is being held there against his will. And uh, he has to go about his day the same way every day. And maybe he's doing this of his own, for his own reasons, because he wants to practice the same thing over and over and over again until it's perfect, and then he can escape. Possibly. Um, but they do the fucking weird cake thing again. Uh, he just eats it with a spoon. There's no horseshoe. Thank God. Um, there's a few reveals with that. Uh, but he, Ozymandias is receiving what I view as the ultimate punishment. So he, he's left with the biggest city in the world, the butler. Again, back in episode one, Watchmen, the Ridiculous Watchmen. But also because of his limitations, the only form of entertainment he has is to create a play because he has limited electricity. I'm not sure if he has electricity at all. There seems to be some elements of it in the play. Maybe it's all manual. There are a lot of people in the room. Yeah, I don't think he has electricity. Regardless, he's forced to create his own play. He writes a play for his butler and, and the chick who rubs him down, uh, Miss Crickshanks, and he has to watch this terrible acted play that he has written himself. And this is the worst kind of punishment you could give a human being. He has to enjoy a play. First off, hard task. It has to be a good fucking play. I mean, that's insanity, but also... It's one that he's written. He knows what's going to happen. It's being poorly acted by the idiot who steals his watch from him every day and says, here you go, merry fucking birthday or happy anniversary or whatever the fuck. My worst fucking nightmare. 
Now, as we uh, get to the end of the play, the play's like five minutes long, you can tell that it is the uh, origin story of Dr. Manhattan. At least I believe that to be true. I mean, the guy's name is John, and it's revealed towards the end that it is. Because as I pointed out in episode, episode one, Ridiculous Watchmen episode one, I am an expert at spotting dicks in television or other mediums as well. This one, everyone sees because it is right in the middle of the screen and it's fucking blue. Big blue dick. You know, it's not as big as the sheriff's dick, but it is, it's still a, a reasonably sized penis and it's blue. You know, that has to add a little bit of an element. Chicks are like, wow, blue dick. You know, that's cool. Miss Crookshanks is like, nice blue dick. A um, little bizarre, but if you know the Watchmen, you know, you kind of understand that blue dicks happen. It's a blue dick kind of universe. Not everyone has a blue dick, but if you're in the Watchmen universe for long enough, you're going to see a blue dick. It's just the facts of it. Now, we're coming towards the end of the show, and uh, Angela, after doing some detectiving, she goes back to the faux bakery to visit Old Man River. Who is still alive. Why is he still alive? He is a dick and nobody loves him. But anyways, she goes back to visit Old Man River. And he has not only escaped from his handcuffs, he has left the facility and then come back. He left to go get her some eggs and then cook them. Okay, what I may not have revealed to you is that it's 9 o'clock at night. What kind of an absolute moron makes, makes fucking eggs at 9 o'clock at night? It's just absurd. It's, it's, it's eggs for dinner. Who the fuck does that? Sometimes you can get, get away with a sweet treat for dinner, leftover breakfast burrito for dinner, you know. Uh, I love a good waffle, whatever the fuck I want a good waffle, but who the fuck, what kind of devious shithead is eating eggs when the sun goes down? You know, unless, unless it's, I, I don't think you should be allowed to eat eggs past four o'clock in the morning, uh, before four o'clock in the morning, I should say. So it's just a, it's an insane idea to me. And once again, this guy is an animal and should be put down. You know, we get a little bit of squid talk. I forgot to mention the squid talk. There's a little bit of squid talk, uh, but there's still no resolution. What the, what the fuck are they doing with the squids? We still don't know. So this world is pretty much just fucked. I, I just can't quite wrap my head around why some of the th people are making the decisions that they make. It's just irrational. Uh, but, you know, it, it's your life. Eat eggs whenever the fuck you want to, I guess. Uh, but that's just my opinion. What about this world distresses you the most? What makes you freak the fuck out? Is it eggs? Is it sockless men? If you're listening to this on YouTube, I would ask that you like, subscribe, and bell icon if you've enjoyed this. It just kind of helps us get the word out, uh, get us moving in a positive direction. If you're on SoundCloud, uh, please repost and like. Uh, that would help us immensely. If, you, if you've enjoyed this episode, go back and listen to episode one, the Ridiculous Watchmen episode one episode. It's quite good. It's a lot better than this one, actually. Uh, but yeah, we'll be on iTunes soon and Stitcher. And, uh, yeah, the next episode is going to cover, uh, Watchmen episode three, the third Watchmen episode. But for now, this has been Ridiculous Entertainment.